0: So once I have that, all that done, then I'm just going to put it up and it's going to send out to the, the interweb world. And uh, we're just going to see what happens from there. So let everybody find us. Let everybody find us or nobody because we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> see if they want to listen to a couple jack wagons. Oh, God. Um, but hey, uh, good morning. Super early morning for some. I've been up since shoot four. I got my workout in with a buddy of mine. We're starting uh, 75 hard with him, so I was gonna support him. So we did legs today, not normally what my schedule is, but uh, legs, early morning Monday, after like a big barbecue uh, dinner and stuff with my family yesterday. So, um, and then we hung out with you guys on Saturday. Saturday. Got, some, got some dinner in, Yeah, tore my belly up. Yeah, you've been jacked lately. Like, I don't know what your deal is. You're on this like health kick now, and all of a sudden you just—I cheated to go on up. My, my diet all weekend. And and cheat and on it, her, man! Mm-hmm. Don't cheat on your wife. Don't cheat on your diet. My belly
1: was so messed up this weekend. It was bad, dude.
0: I thought you were gonna die on Saturday. Oh, like I've never seen you that bad. No, I I had to walk down the hill behind the shop to throw up a little bit. That's funny. About to say, I haven't hit that level since I was like a kid going to Golden Corral in the south. Oh. So what happened was, I decided. <laughs> I'm just going to
1: have fun all weekend and I didn't pay attention to what I was eating or how much I was eating so I wasn't eating enough. Then we you guys come over Saturday night. My wife make this giant taco salad set up. That was fire and I just chowed down.
0: Yeah, so here, and, here we are like we're all hanging out and the kids got their portion and all the adults grab like you know just you know like a g- good size like cereal bowl and we just do this taco salad mix. Well, freaking Ding Nuts over here decides oh, I'm just gonna go get a big mixing bowl, and he just big old bowl like, yay, yeah, big, you know, good, one foot or right. A, a Dean Perone size, <laughs> a Dean Perone size for sure. And if you don't know him, go check uh, Axe and Sledges stuff. So, um, yeah, freak man, and you just you just went at it, mm. and then yeah. like you finished, <laughs> and the dog cleaned your plate, and then you were just hating life.
1: I still even the next morning I woke up like. I wasn't nearly, I could just feel the knots all night, and so it was hard to sleep. By the time I woke up, like, it was a little bit like, man, should I eat?
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, do I even wanna like push the envelope? Yeah. yeah.
1: I took it easy, though. Yeah. Had me a little banana. Little complex it slowed carbs. my way into a bagel, and
0: I was good after that. Yeah, okay, Some complex carbs. Toast is good, too. You know, if my belly's ever jacked up, it's like saltine crackers or toast. So that's just the boomer thing I learned from my dad. But uh, i say, I was the same way. I just told you, it's, you know, my father-in-law did a, you know, grilled a bunch of just awesome food yesterday, brats, hot dogs, some, uh, some steak, some ribs. He's never done ribs before. I'll tell you what, he nailed it. Perfect. You know, just a lot of fatty, fatty meat that I don't normally have. Um, And uh, should have realized my past history with that is come the next morning, I better be near some type of a bathroom situation because (laughs) I'll be dropping about three pounds, but uh, oh, we've been rolling into this. Uh, good morning, uh, this is Kevin, I'm Marcel. This is uh, episode one of our uh, our attempt at a podcast, and it's called uh, Vets and Barbells, or Veterans and Barbells, whatever you wanna call it, whatever we'll put up on the, uh, the podcast YouTube world. And uh, this is kinda something we've been talking about for a long time, just kinda getting together. Uh, we got a big inspiration from Really, just all the other people out there in, in the podcast world that um, are just keeping it real and just kind of putting out more positivity and more just information for people. And I feel like uh, the podcast world's kind of like the new radio. Um, I, you know, I bet you and I both grew up on, Definitely. you know, car radio, you know, AM/FM stations. I, um, uh, you know, I, I worked down in Texas when I was a kid for a while, and me and uh, the guy I, I apprenticed under. He, we always listened to, uh, we'd always listen to like punk rock during the week. That was kind of his era, but like come Saturday mornings when we were working on projects, it was uh, NPR and, and, you know, the car talk guys and just hearing what else is going on. And it was just fun, you know. And then my mom dropping us off for school, we'd also listen to like whatever good morning radio was out there with the tunes. And it was just a good time. And so uh, we we're super excited. We were like super nervous going into this, but we're just going to record and we're yeah. going to see what happens. And we're going to talk about a whole lot of things. Uh, These first couple episodes will kind of be more of a a get-to-know me and Kevin here. We're probably going to be the main uh, host and co-host on this. Uh, We're out of my gym in Jefferson City, Missouri, uh, which is Phoenix Fitness and Athletics, uh, veteran-owned and operated, uh, really just trying to serve the community, uh, offer 24 hours uh, access, personal training, group classes, online remote training, which actually Kevin's a, a current client of mine right now. Yep, getting ready for competition and one more well, just under a month now. Yeah, that's right. You're coming at, you're you're almost in the
1: home stretch, man. Yeah. Pretty um, ready for it. I mean I've already made huge strides since the beginning. Oh yeah, like
0: I you know, I think uh, Kevin's biggest struggle when I started talking to him is, you know, he you know, he's always been into fitness, you can see like, you know, for a taller dude, you know, he's got good mass on him, he's got good size. Um, but after talking to it I realized that there was never really a, a set plan that yeah. you had kind of followed. No know? real regimen. I just yeah. go to the gym and whatever I
1: felt like working out that day. And I'd work out. Yeah. Right. I'd finish one exercise.
0: Where do I want to move next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, which is fine for some, you know, sometimes you gotta go in that list. But uh, you know, if you're really trying to meet a goal and exceed a plan, then you know, just you're gonna have to you're gonna have to follow a plan. Uh, so it's been good to work with him and again his numbers have gone through the roof. I'm um, really excited where we go with this last month again. I don't want to peak you too fast and then just kind of then you come to the competition and you know you're not able to push it so yeah. we're gonna to have to play that by ear and you're just gonna have to tell me day to day or week to week kind of like how you're feeling and stuff and, and this is what I do with other remote clients too is I try my best to do a check in every week or at least if I have a thought about them in a day I'm like hey how are you doing like sh-, you know I, I haven't gotten a video of your lifts in a while can you send me something I actually had a guy send me his deadlift yesterday and it was pretty good um, just needs to keep his elbows tight, uh, lock his lats back as he's setting up, and then he's good because the bar is kind of drifting away from him as he pulls before mm. it comes back. I just don't want to see him hurt his back. But uh, you know, back to the podcast. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get kind of get to know each other, our little backgrounds. Uh, we really hope not to make these podcasts overly long, uh, unless uh, Kevin and I get on a rant somehow. And uh, we're gonna do our best to stay away from hot topics. But if hot topics come up, they're probably gonna get slammed. Um, Kevin and I are pretty, I'd say, tactful overall on how we say certain things. But Try there's but there's other things that we we're, we are opinionated on. And that's the thing. It's our opinion. You don't have to like it. You don't like the podcast. You know, thousands more on there. You know, so um, I've kind of dominated so far, Kevin. How about you kind of talk about yourself real quick? We're, all, we're also both family guys. We both have um, – Wise, we've each actually got two kids. Um, he's got a boy and a girl, I've got two girls, and the funny part is, and I think the reason we hit it off so fast, is our kids are Exactly the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> um, in fact, almost like darn near the, the same, same age. age. Yeah, they're within months of each other. Yeah. and uh, Exact same attitudes. You know, his oldest boy is a lot like my oldest girl, Hanley, uh, he's got McCoy, and then I've got Hanley, and then our, our youngest, uh, our two year olds, uh, Maggie and then Hunter, they wild, wild kids. Like if they if they end up going to the same school, we're we're definitely have to do the parent teacher conference like together oh, yep. and just sit the teacher down and be like, because they will be getting in trouble. Yeah, so, like yeah. hey, we're sorry. <laughs> they're great kids. We're sorry. You know, so it's not our fault. It's not our fault. They're just they they they're they're, they're unique. So it's always the mom's fault. No, I'm just joking. No, no dad, we're taking that back. <laughs> Lexi, Amanda. <laughs> No, nope. but uh, yeah, kind of like, tell us a bit about yourself, um, where you're from, what you've done, and kind of what lets you. Because this is more of a veteran gear uh, podcast, we'll do a bit of ourselves, and then we'll eventually bring on uh, guest speakers uh, or, or, or veterans in the area. And you know, they won't always have to be veterans, but um, we're gonna try to keep this focus on um, those that have that have really silently uh, sacrificed the most. There's a lot of voices in in uh, the world right now, uh, some are trying to do good, some are just putting an opinion out there and that's fine. This country entitles you to having your opinion and having that protected. Um, but I also feel like there's uh, a silent voice out there that's not being talked about enough. And so that's what we're gonna try to do for this community, whether it's uh, locals or again, bringing people on through a, through a Zoom or something. Um, because there's a lot, of, lot that people have done and sacrificed for men and women um, that you know, I believe need to be, need to be talked about. Um, as well as fitness, there's a lot of misinformation, and I, and I feel like there's things that, you know, just between all our experiences too, uh, being in the fitness industry, that we can uh, we can talk about. So, kind of, you take the reins and talk about yourself, tell us about you, and, uh, you know, oh you know what, what led you to, you know, going to, so, we have an Army Pug Face dog here, and then I, I've been in the Marine Corps for, um, going on seven, this is my seventh year now, um, so... Both kind of more in the war fighting branches, but both you know have had different experiences with uh, MOSs. Um, so we're just gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit, and then we'll probably end this, that podcast here. Or if we see it needs to bleed into uh, two episodes, we're gonna do two episodes. So i gonna take away away, Kevin.
1: No, well, like you said, my name is Kevin. Um, I'm from right here in old Jefferson City, Missouri. Born, raised, um, went to high school here, and everything. Uh, I uh, like you said, I was in the army. 08 to 12, did four years. Um, best and worst four years ever. There's things about I miss every day and there's things about every day, stuff from it that I'm like, good God, thank you, I'm not there anymore. Yeah, trust me, you wouldn't wanna be in right now. Uh, but just, you, you know, yes. you got those days where you're just like, why, why are we doing this? Yeah. But. You know, while I was in, I met some great people. Still keep in touch with them to this day. Um, I got a great friend, Chris. Um, I'm sure you're going to be listening to this at least for the first time until you realize you don't like this, but no. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a Um, lot of people. We, uh, I mean, him and I try to talk at least once a week. Um, I actually just finally reached back out the other day um, through Facebook, even though I dislike Facebook, but I found one of my old friends, um, from down from Texas, I, I realize I haven't even heard from or talked to in a decade. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty nice to hear back from her. And so, yeah, while I was in the service, I was a mechanic, 63 Bravo. I think they changed the MOS
0: numbers by now, but. Yeah, I don't know. Every army person I meet, I'm like, oh yeah, what's your MOS? And they just throw like a number at me. And I'm like, bro, just tell me what it is. Like, you me need, you need another Marine. Marine. And it's just like, hey, what are you? Oh man, I'm I'm infantry. I'm O three, or I'm infantry, or like, oh, I'm. Comp-. They'll, they'll just tell you what it is, and it, literally every time I've met a soldier, hey, what's your MOS? Oh, I'm da 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 da. I'm like, bro, I don't carry a catalog around. Like I don't know what it is. So, so what would you what do you do as a mechanic? What would you what you work on a lot, especially when you deployed? Because how many times did you have you deploy, or did you just, deploy one, deployment. just one deployment? Yeah, okay. we
1: we that was like the um, the hype, I guess, if you want to call it, of the. Uh, the, like M wraps and stuff. Mm, okay. So the you the B, with the V hole, right? Yeah. Okay. The, the two main ones we worked on was um, the M wrap itself, from made by I think it was International. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like it had the real thin like pop up side panels and stuff. And, okay. Um, the other one was the RG thirty threes and the thirty three pluses, which would look like a giant school bus with armor on it. Um, must be nice to have all that that budget from the army <laughs> it must be real nice uh those that that was my favorite vehicle not just to work on it, but to be in and, and be out on the wire so why was it, what
0: was that what made it so fun um I
1: liked i honestly liked the size of it it just you felt so safe in it even though it was a massive target yeah um and yeah really i mean the the upgrades in it you know granted this is 12 years ago but the upgrades in it were it was freaking awesome. The seats inside were great. Um even though I was a gunner on top, but it was still it was I just liked that truck. I and I seen. it seemed like that had less issues mechanical wise mm-hmm. than the other ones had. Um really the only issue with that truck was the doors were were like fifteen hundred pounds a pop. Jeez. So they had a hydro electronic hydraulic system that opened it up and closed mm-hmm. it. And um Rain off of one giant like 1500 amp fuse that always blew really yeah probably just too much going through it maybe uh, you think and of course that fuse is like my entire arm length inside the dash between wires and
0: crap oh so you got uh, oh it was like a pain
1: it. And... no i mean you can fix it yeah but it was a pain in the butt so anyways um so i was stationed at four drum um, I went to basic training and relaxing Jackson, as everyone likes to say, but you know what? And it's freaking hot, humid, I don't care. Yeah, um, <laughs> Yeah, I went to Port Drum, so I did my four years. I, I did do a deployment to Iraq. Um, when I got back from that, uh, not too long after, um, I met my nat wife and she was going to Buffalo University in in New York. Um, And uh, we met and I knew that was something there. So when I got out of service, I knew that long distance relationships are the biggest pain in the ass and I didn't want to do that kind of stuff anymore. So I decided first thing I did was move down to Buffalo and moved in with her and well, there's, you know, history yeah. there. Yeah, geez, two kids together. Yeah, she graduated from Buffalo University, got a law degree. Um, oh, so she's definitely the brains. Oh, she's definitely the yeah, brains. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we came back to Missouri because of my little brother. He, he was born, you know, right before I turned 15? Yeah. Um, so, I was not there for his yeah. younger life and so, I wanted to come back and try to be there for my brother and, you know, try to grow that relationship that really wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Like when I talked to my brother, you know, came home to visit, it was my mom and dad, not mom and dad. Yeah. Because he didn't see it that way. Is it way. just you and him? Yeah, it's just oh, us. Okay, for some reason, We're I he was like a third, yeah. a third sibling or
0: something. So, um. And hey, when they come, they come, I guess. I mean.
1: <laughs> but, uh, so that was the main reason why we moved back here. Um, I mean, it's been a great go for us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was able to. I went to school at
0: ITT Tech. Nothing, nothing fancy, but hey, I got a degree. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. right? check the box. So well, that was also our generation too. Like you're not that much older than I am, but like yeah. growing up in the like the '90s era, it wasn't like one. I had never heard of trade schools, and that's like I grew up more on the East Coast, but still, it's not saying there's not trades out there, of course. But like college was just pushed so hard in the night, like go to college, go to you know, and it wasn't so much like. Go to college, get a, a specific degree. It was just go, go to, to college, college, check the box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just where the arrow was, and you know you got yours. But now you're like, what did you? What did you get your degree in from ITT? So right? I got a I got associate in
1: drafting. Okay, computer drafting, and I got a bachelor's in project management. Okay, so that did help so, you with
0: like what you're kind of what yeah, you've been with doing what I've been doing. Yeah, um,
1: which right now I'm a, I'm a survey drafter, um, and I've done so in the years I've been. Working in the actual real world, um, I've been everything from structural drafter to a civil drafter to survey drafting. I've gone out in the field and done survey work. And thank mm-hmm. um, you, Chris. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> Shout out to Chris you know, one time.
1: <laughs> another another devil dog.
0: Oh, there we go. Um, that's why it, that's that's why it makes it makes it work. <laughs> so,
1: uh, yeah. Well, what brought me wanted me to go into the service was. Um, I didn't want to rely on my parents mm. to pay for my college, to push me through college. So that was, you know, the college money there, that was one thing, of course. But also, you know, growing up, I always was very, you know, proud of my country and proud of who I was. And so that also was almost a given. Yeah. Um,
0: which is something started which is something like um, growing up on the East Coast, initially starting my service over there, and then moving my family west. Um, and I've lived in Texas and I've lived in Southern Arizona uh, for a time. And something that's like more out west is that that more openness of of patriotism and just love loving America, you know, for what it for what it um, purely stands for. Um, East Coast, like there's still of course there's still patriotism over there. There's still like you know very red blooded Americans, but It's just something that like, you know, people find out I serve out here and it's very more open about like, hey, thank you for your service. And I'm like, I haven't really done much, Bob. But uh, um, but at the same time, they recognize that, you know, even if it hasn't been much and they don't know everything I've been through, they're still like, hey, you're doing what others haven't done. Mm -hmm. Whereas like when I, you know, lived on the East Coast, it was very much like, you definitely don't get that as much. Like people are just not as either aware, they just don't, they just not, they, they feel like being open and patriotic is almost like, like they have to worry about who's hearing what, and it's just, it's weird. they worry about stepping on something. Yeah, they tent worry, tent something. They almost worry too much about. And this is like, this is like, I'm not saying this is Northeast Coast because Northeasterners, anyone above like Boston, is going to tell you how much how they feel about you. And that's kind of more where I resonate. I didn't live up there, but I, you know, being from Virginia, it's very much like the the what I used to call it the uh, it's the South of the North. You know, Virginia is very much like, if you look at a map, it's very much like that middle ground between like what's above and what's below. Mm-hmm. So we're very much like that middle state that can swing pretty much either way depending on where you live. So, anyway, sorry. Oh, no. I, I, like I said, I can, I can dominate sometimes, I apologize. <laughs> so, anyway, so, here. Um, but,
1: yeah, I would, I would definitely say, like, um, if I was older, when 9-11 happened, that next day I would've been in the recruiter's office signing papers. Oh, geez, um, I, I guarantee I would because that, that, even, you know, almost a decade later when I went over there, like, that was still in the back of my mind the whole time. Yeah. You know, I was, I was in sixth grade when it happened. Yeah. And I still, I mean, even to ne- even to now, like I still can remember like it was yesterday. It's it's raw. So
0: it's very raw. Like, I, you get, like I'm getting goosebumps remembering it because uh, I, I grew up in Northern Virginia when, when all that happened, and the Pentagon was, you know, if traffic was good, you know that was a 10 minute drive passing it to get into DC to you know, mm-hmm. do whatever you wanted, and uh, um, yeah, it's like you know it blows my mind that there's kids. Now that you know they're, they're they were born at that time or they're growing up and they not, don't even know anything they, about they, it. They they know it from history books and people talking about it. But you know, if you're listening and you're alive during that time, um, I'm trying to like fight some stuff right now. But especially growing up so close to it, I mean, and it should have hit every American very home, and I think it did. Um, but I think on top of like living as close to it as I did, like seeing the aftermath and directly seeing the monuments being built and being able to walk the Pentagon grounds mm-hmm. and seeing all the plaques and, and it, it's uh, it's very raw and it's it's one thing for me that made an impact, but I didn't make my, my choice to serve until a little later on. But you're right, if, if I had been older um, at that time, because I was also in like fifth or sixth grade, um, yeah, would have been there probably, like right at the recruiter's office in a heartbeat. Definitely. Dude. Like,
1: I mean, I, I remember here, Um, when that happened after that you know I mean American flag sales I mean if he had stock in it at that time he were making some money because every vehicle around here had the one hanging from the window the little one hanging up from the window flying Mm -hmm. and if
0: you didn't have one people were looking at you like what's wrong with this dude like come on you know it's and it's and this is kind of what gets me is is uh, you can look at any any society in history or any culture and they go through these these cycles. What you know, what some circle, what some people out, uh, around the world would call like a pride cycle. You know, we get really you know privileged and really like you know wealthy and resourceful, and we almost get a little complacent. And then it takes some type of a, a hardship or you know a punch in the nose to realize like, hey, we got to button up again, or we need to come together. And it's super s- saddening that it takes an event like 9/11. The initial hit of of, of COVID-19, we're not going to dive into that one, but you know, when it when it first, when everything first came out, and then you know, same thing with 9/11 is you know, for a period of time, we were we were pretty unified, we were pretty like all together, all for it, like yo, we just got punched in the nose, and we're bleeding hard, but we're coming back, you know, and yeah. we're and we're going to hit hard, you know, this is not going to be taken lightly, kind of thing, and depending on where you fall on the spectrum of how the war carried on, you know, afterwards. The thing is, you know, in and, that, and, that, and that is what it is. But uh, you know, always in time, more more light and details will come out. But like that was that was very raw for a lot of people, and it's one that even today, like, it's probably still the biggest motivator of why I serve. Mm-hmm. You know, like that happened, and I want to be a part of the team that takes that fight back to just bad guys. You know, it doesn't have to be over in the Middle East. Doesn't have to be, you know, you know, any specific region. But like, look, if, if you're going to harm others, if you're going to harm innocents. I'm going to be the I want to be that to punch you back, to take you out. You know, that's why with this rise, and I've been aware of, you know, the whole pedophilia thing and the, and the child human trafficking, you know, I, I've always been aware that it's around. I've always tried to keep a hand in, you know, what's being done with that. But now of all times, you know, now that, you know, 2020, that people want to take notice and people want to, you know, really start doing something about it now of all times, which is fine. It's like, guys, this has been going on for a long time since pretty much the dawn of time, things like this have been happening. And, uh, you know, maybe I wouldn't be the best candidate for it because I believe like, you know, there is no rehabilitation for a person like that or individuals mm, and yeah. the best thing you can do is, they're no good for society at, on any level, other than maybe to be used to find the other guys. They just need to be, you know, kneel down and put a bullet in the back of their head. Yep. You know, and that's just, you know, there's no changing my opinion or probably his on that one. No. You, especially since we have families and we have kids of our own, you You come at my family, you come at my kids, or you even you know try to breach that subject guess what bub You're, it's not going to be a good day for you you know at all so but, uh, but yeah, so sorry again, kind of interjected, but so 9 eleven being raw for you, and yeah that, I mean
1: that that was definitely that, and then today even to today that's still a you know motiv, motivation to my uh Patriotism, I guess you yeah. want to say. I mean, shoot, I've got my entire left forearm is an American flag mm-hmm. to show off my patriotism, you know. Yeah. Um, as an America, not for the New England Patriots, Who? <laughs> go Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, I'm a Chiefs fan too, you know.
0: I'm more of a Redskins fan. Well, I don't even know if that name's been changed to, to Redskins. No, yeah, it's, no, it's officially the Washington football team. Oh, so they're like an interim, like they yeah. don't really know what to call themselves. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, as before, what we're at right now, I've been a Redskins fan, and you know, every year's a rebuilding year. You know, it's just.
1: Uh, I mean, I've been Chiefs fans since I was little. When yeah. people are like,
0: "Wait, who's the Chiefs?" Yeah, don't even man. Now we got so, Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was fun to watch them in the last. Uh, I actually have watched them in the last three years and kind of seen that. It's been it's been incredible to watch. Oh, I mean yeah. Not like a, a, a huge Cinderella story, but still like. It's been awesome. So yeah, I'm definitely a cheese fan. Now I'll watch them and you know, I'll still root for my, my skins. You know, I'm like, you go guys. We had RG3 and you broke them early and <laughs> <laughs> kind of broke our heart. That and we had uh, Pat White and all of them. So, or no, that was WB but cool, man. Anything right. else you, you want to share about it? Before I jump on and give no, my go sp- ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah man, so Mar- Marcel Blake, uh, I run this gym. Um, again, we've already gone over the, the different things with that, so kind of what, got me in it is uh yeah high school just kind of did my own thing man I, did, I didn't really like high school it was boring um had a bunch of buddies that joined uh either like the army reserves or national guard or something um they got one of those waivers so they got to join early and they're like yeah man you should totally do it like money's good it's good training and something. what's weird is uh my family um uh especially on my mom's side they they'd all served um especially my, my grandfather um, He's no longer alive. He passed away in, I think, uh, 2000, I think right before 9 11. Um, he had an extremely distinguished career as a, as a Navy officer. He'd been a, a fighter pilot. We actually had his old like, flight suit and his helmet and stuff. And then he got to be a captain of a destroyer. And then uh, he was on track to be like an admiral. Um, but they were like, he, what he wanted is he wanted his own aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. His own kind of fleet section and to do that they're like well you got to serve some time in the Pentagon and he was like Okay, fine. If this is part of the steps Well, then they didn't want him. you know once he had done his time and he was like hey like where's my ship? They're like, oh, you're too valuable like we need you here and he was like he hated You know, even back then, you know, he hated the the political games the bureaucracy of the Pentagon line oh, yeah. Not saying everyone there is like that but at the time with what he was trying to do and where he was involved um, he just didn't like it. And then I know at some point it's in it's it's documented too that he was uh, Admiral Nimitz's uh, aide at one point, and that was one of the uh, the lead commanders in the Pacific uh, with MacArthur uh, during World War II. You know, so at some point in his, in his career he'd served as uh, as his aide, which is awesome. So my grandfather had a had a very um, illustrious career, worked very hard for his men, um, and then both my uncles, his sons, uh, they also served in the Navy. I only think one of them was an officer and he was more of a like a quartermaster and stuff or but he was also like a weapons expert I can't remember Stephen I'm sorry if I messed that one up so uh and then Robert served as more of a, a tech guy and then uh, they've both gone on to really successful uh, civilian careers um so my mom's side was very openly patriotic but me growing up it, you know I didn't really like I loved America, but it never really like hit home that I wanted to serve. And you know, like post high school, you always get those calls from recruiters, like, "Hey, love to talk to you." I'm like, dude, just not my thing, not my thing, not my thing. Um, but I always, I was always into fitness, and I, you know, I loved uh, shooting firearms. You know, through the Boy Scouts, so I learned a lot of weapons safety growing up. My dad is not a, a firearms person. Um, I mean, he's not anti-gun. Yeah, but, but he he's just—it's he's, just not his thing. And, and that's another thing with the two A argument. Like, we have to realize that you know, some people are into. Some people are not, and some people are on the fence, and that just takes education and proper like talking to you about it. But like, some people just aren't, and that's okay. Yeah. Like, that's, like, my side family,
1: um, my dad yeah, loves his guns. Yeah. I mean, that's just how like yeah. He, he called he called us up last night, just last night. And he's like, hey, you guys want to go shooting tomorrow? Yeah. I really want to go shooting. I'm like, Man, I'm game. Like, yeah, why do it. Um, but then when you like switch over to my wife's side, um, uh, they they're not. Firearm oh. fans. Um, like when my my wife's grandfather passed away um, I don't know, five years ago or so, um, no one even knew that he still had this old bolt action twenty two. Oh, so cool! And so they were going through the yeah. house and threw out there all those like, old bolt action 22s oh, It's awesome. It's they great. are
0: they're so smooth. And
1: everyone was trying to figure out what they're gonna do with it, and so ending up they decided to give it um, to me and Amanda mm-hmm. um, because they knew with my background that. One, it would get used. It's not gonna get sold off. And two, it's gonna be well taken care of. Yeah. And oh, cool. since we've had it, I mean, I've had every single member of their family when they come to visit. I make sure they shoot it because yeah. you know they get that that background kind of like bringing their grandfather back. Yeah, it, it
0: keeps them attached to history. Yeah, but, even if they, yeah, it's that's true. I mean, you know, and that's the best thing you can do too. You know, you're never gonna you know win you know anyone over by an argument, but you know just to you know exposure, especially like with our backgrounds, like there's probably no one better to teach weapon safety and weapons manipulation than those that have served, if you did take it seriously. Cause I, you know, I bet you, we can both think of people that serve that should probably never touch a firearm. Shouldn't, should ever, have ever. You know, should have never even been allowed. But yeah, so that was, that was me um, growing up in high school, went to college, um, pretty much got into the, the only school, farther, what I, my, my, my mentality behind it was like, what's the farthest school away from home? that I can l- literally get accepted to. And it was Utah State out of uh, Logan, uh, Logan, Utah, which is like super north in the mountains, like pretty much southern Idaho. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's very much a very small uh, university, I shouldn't say small, but it's a university town. It's pretty much a town built around it. There's a lot going on for it though. Just one one main strip and there's just a ton of shops and restaurants, so it was really nice. It's a pretty good school. It's also a very big engineering school. Like if you wanted to go there and be like a, any type of an engineer. Like we had a lot of foreign exchange students coming okay. there, like very prestigious program. I didn't know that. So I originally went to school, I was like, oh I'm gonna be an engineer. And then I I saw the prereqs for that and I was like, yo bro, yeah. I can't retain that. <laughs> my mind does not work that way. So I just took Gen Eds, but what ended up happening, and this is the segue into the military side, is I had a lack of credits. And my guidance counselor, you know, who sees a million students a day, probably you know, didn't even remember my name. Just like, hey, like, you've got a lack of credits. What do you like? I was like, well, I like working out. And they're like, well, you're already, tap- you know, topped off on extracurriculars. You know, how about, you know, this military science, these classes? So essentially like ROTC, Army ROTC. Well, that's the one I picked because I wasn't going to go Air Force because heck, even back then I was like, nope, sorry. Not happening, you know. Not to, we'll bag on Air Force occasionally, but hey, if you if you fly, especially if you fly the A-10, mm-hmm. if you're a JTAC, or if you work on said, Um, airplanes or aircraft you have my respect like pretty much right out of the gate everyone else I'll just have to get to know you but uh, so I went Army RTC I showed up um, I PT'd with them like I didn't know i like PT was like mandatory and I was already working out on my own or running on my own I'll tell you what running up like living almost at sea level in Virginia then going to Utah up in the mountains at that high altitude trying to run like I was like oh yeah I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna do a three mile run one it's super hilly there like there's like and the, and the school was on a hill. So like, you felt good like leaving and then going into town, it was kind of flat, but then on your on your way back up, you're like, I'm about to die, I really am. But uh, didn't know it was mandatory, had my squad leader call me up and be like, yo, where you been at? I'm like, what are you talking about? And so long short, I ended up showing up. Showed up a couple times, and again, this is Army RTC, wasn't super hitting. I was like, oh, I'm still hit my workout later. Don't worry about it. Um, but what I noticed was, and the classes were cool. They were okay, you know, whatever. But what I noticed was that there was a there was a smaller group of people that occasionally they would come into the rec center and they would be carrying like logs, or they would be like they were in full battle rattle fatigues and just kind of like they come in, blitz a workout right there on the rec, you know, basketball courts, and then they'd go back out running, and they were already like huffing and puffing, drenched in sweat. And so I was like, yo, who are, like, who's that? And, and somebody was like, oh, that's the Ranger Challenge group. Like, they just think they're, they're hot stuff. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, it looks like they're getting after it. Like, and so I was like, all right. And so I found out through the RTC, like where to meet, you know, contacts. And so I just randomly showed up one Monday. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, whatever you guys are doing. And this was like, so normal PT guys would get up at like six or seven. These ranger dudes were getting up at like 4.30, mm-hmm. or Ranger Challenge group. Not They weren't rangers, but they were part of, um, so Ranger Challenge is the varsity sport of Army ROTC. You pretty much train, at least we did, we trained for about four months straight, every day of the week except Sunday, and you train for one competition, and you would compete against other schools. So we competed against pretty much every school in the west, kind of like the northern, western area. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what, first time I showed up, <clears throat> that was a bad day to show up. Because every time we'd show up, we'd show up and we would just do max push-ups, sit-ups, um, pull-ups, and like something else. And that was our warm-up. I just max it out. And then that day, the, the first day I showed up, they're like, all right, going for an eight-mile run. And I was like, for what? <laughs> We're going on what? <laughs> it wasn't, you know, it was just P.T. Gearing, just going on a run. And so I kind of paced with uh, some big, tall, tall, gangly dude that didn't last. But, like, for every one of his strides, it was, like, three of mine. Um, but we finished it. And uh, through that, long story short, I met just some of the best, most hardcore dudes I'd ever met in my life. And I'm the oldest boy, uh, I'm the oldest of three, three boys in my family. And so I've always been the, the you know, just the, the go-to. You know, I was always the one relied on. I never had uh, really an example to follow. I just had to kind of, you know, piece things together from other people I I grew up knowing. Um, But all the guys in the Ranger Challenge Group, especially the the competition team, were a good two to three years older than I was. And so, and they'd already been in the program that I think they're in like their junior year. So they were all getting ready to go through either the first or second part of their OCS package, um, at least a handful of them. And they just took me in. They saw that I worked hard, I shut up, I moved fast, I just did what I was told. I put out a lot more than some of those guys did or up to their point. And so uh, they put me on the competition team to go and try to win this thing at the competition in Colorado that year, which was a pure blizzard when it freaking happened. We showed up and it was Mm -hmm. like a beautiful day one and then overnight it was just like boom, blizzard. Um, We ended up taking third overall against like, like 40 or 60 teams that showed up that's freaking wild um, the only reason we placed lower is uh, we didn't score as well on like the written test at the beginning but then mm-hmm. we found out that like our our host school that we normally get a bunch of our materials out of they didn't send us the study guide Oh, nice. Thanks. so we were like yeah so we were literally on the van going up there like studying all these like field manuals and I'm looking at these like as like an 18 year old like I have no idea what language this is in. I'm just gonna read it and I'm just turning pages. and Is this in Russian? What is like, this? What? Like, are we, gonna, we all becoming spies? No, so again, like, again, long story short, uh, the NCO that also led that, um, guy that had done active duty uh, and then was kind of finishing out, trying to rank up and get his degree. Um, his name was Sergeant Robert Roberts. Okay. I'll tell you what, if you made fun of that, you were gonna get smoked and die, you were gonna die. Um. He was the white guy ever? Yeah, um, but he was <laughs> hardcore dude. This is a guy that had been a scout sniper in the Marine Corps for, I want to say, anywhere between six to eight years, got broke off doing that pretty much. The Marine Corps said, hey, you're too broken, we don't want to keep you, which, go figure, they're going to get rid of their good NCOs. Um, then he went over to the Army and essentially did the same thing, but they gave him um, a Cav Scout team and he got to train snipers doing there too and so he spent another 10 or so years doing that from what he told us and then he was over in the ROTC to just kind of finish out the last two years of you know, his 20 year contract or whatever. Mm-hmm. This dude pushed me like, I was already pushing myself, but he pushed me to like new limits and it was great to have him shared like both sides of like the Marine Corps and the Army side, like the good and bad of both. Um, and he would sit me and my my best buddy John John Larson down. He he graduated. He flies helicopters and uh, rescue choppers now for the army. Um, John, shout out to you, man! Best biggest older brother example I could have ever asked for in my life. Like he bulldogged the crap out of me, but he, he took care of me too and put me on a good path. Um, so yeah, that was two thousand nine is when I went to school there. So two so oh nine to ten. Then I got, uh, luckily because of their example, I got a lot of my, my own personal life straightened out because I was, you know, we're gonna try to keep this PG on this podcast as much as possible, but uh, to keep it frank, I was kind of a little shithead. Like I was, I was definitely, I just wasn't centered. I didn't have a purpose. Like mm-hmm. those guys definitely showed me a good example, but I wasn't really locked on to like any one thing. There's a lot of chaos in my own personal life, a lot of things that I was personally struggling with. And, uh, so, um, after that year, I got my life or during that year, I got my life straightened out. And, uh, luckily I had a, I had a really good girlfriend at the time too. And we're still friends. Um, you know, shout out to her and and her example to me and making sure I wasn't too much of an idiot too. Um, but I ended up, I ended up serving a, a two year, um, missionary, uh, trip for my, for my church. Um, so I got, I got, um, sent down to, Uh, Southern Arizona, so I did that for two years straight Um, It was the best experience for me because I wasn't really a a talky person a social person Mm -hmm. at all I definitely grew into it being away from home Um, but doing something like that where The focus wasn't on me anymore like it was helping the community or or doing service (coughs) projects or just sharing a message and I wasn't I wasn't one that was super pushy about it, you know, yeah, I did some door knocking but you know, I, I was just there to share a message. I was just there to, to, to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody was interested, cool. We'd we share, you know, stuff or material with them. And you know, if somebody wasn't interested, you know, it just you know just wasn't wasn't the time. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. And, and that's what it is. But what was great is I just got to think outside of me. I was 19 I was nine, eight, 19 years old. So what? I mean, my perspective was is like what other nineteen to twenty one year old is out here doing something like this, you know, full dedication, you know, that's also the same time that your insurance rates for your parents go way through the roof because you know what, what everyone else is doing. Um, so I did that for two years to, and I knew going into it, you know, I wanted to serve God first before my country. Um, not to say I don't serve God still, but like I just wanted to center my life, just more in that direction. And, uh, but I knew at the end of that, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go serve my country for sure. And because of my exposure with Army ROTC, I figured, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the Army. So towards the end of those two years, I got permission from what we call like our mission president or the you know the, the guy in charge of the entire uh, area. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, is it cool with you that I take my personal time on Mondays? Because uh, Monday was like our, our prep day for the rest of the week. We do laundry, we you know do a bunch of other stuff. But he was like, yeah, sure. Just make sure it doesn't you know doesn't bleed over. I was like, yeah, and don't worry about it. So um, called up an army recruiter uh, in the area where my my parents were, and I was just like, hey. Um, I'm not there now, but I'm coming back. I'm super fit, don't worry about it. And I pretty much told him like, hey, I wanna be a Ranger. And this dude, no joke, I've told you this story. Um, this dude, no joke, just laughed at me over the phone. <laughs> like, not like not like a chuckle, like, hey, that's a really cool dream, but like, let's be realistic, you know, just like, straight up like hysterical, arrogant, just ignorant, like laughed at me. Never seen me, never had talked to me before. And he was like, well, let's let's like, you know, you know what's another MLS you want? And I was like, well, I'll, I'll go infantry, I'll go combat engineer, I'll go military police. You know, maybe some dog handling through that. And this dude just didn't give me the time of day. Just, just a big turnoff, like right there. What, and, yeah, what year was this again?
1: Two, like Eleven. This
0: was like 2011, 2000. Actually, um, beginning of like
1: 2012. So yeah, that was that was right around the same time that like the army was like, damn we brought too many people in during this whole Iraqi yeah. war. We need to start kicking people out. And yeah. I mean, like my unit, people who never even thought they were on the verge of being close to being kicked out. And then two months later, they were getting orders, being told to go home um, yeah. over, you know, not scoring high enough on their PT test. Or yeah. all of a sudden they became overweight. And it was just, they were,
0: they were cutting, the, cutting the out off. people quick uh, yeah and unfortunately you always lose good people during that now that i'm no longer ignorant of that process yeah. but so that's what happened to me you know and again that was probably the case but again it was just very it was a huge turnoff well i had a i had a fellow missionary uh that he's like hey uh i'm gonna go meet with this marine corps recruiter you know and he was going to do it on a more of a what we would call i guess a working day you know we didn't get paid to do that we pretty much funded ourselves to to be there for two years but um and so our payche- our paychecks would like be our own money coming to us month to month, mm-hmm. and but he was going to do it on a working day because that was the only day that this recruiter could meet him with his schedule. So I was like, "Hey, I'll go with you. Make sure it doesn't bleed over past like whatever time because we need to we need to get back out there because uh, there's like a service project or something going on." Um, and I, so I just sat in the hallway and just listened in. But I mean, recruiters are good. Some of them are pretty good, um, and I could see through some of the smoke and mirrors and, and stuff. But a lot of the, the pure tenets and, and foundations that he was talking about, like instantly just like resonated like, very strongly. I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. And so long story short of that, decided to join the Marine Corps, got the paperwork, pretty much started with him. They transferred it over to um, my home office, I guess, in Virginia. I started going to school in another, at another school uh, in, at Southern Virginia University, pretty much where it's at, as the name says, down in University of Virginia. Up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, and surprisingly, for whatever reason, it just, my paperwork took a long time. It wasn't medical related, it wasn't physical related. I mean, shoot, I played college lacrosse, I worked out on my own, I ran at least three miles three times a week. Like, it was none of that. It was just powers to be. The universe said, You're not going yet. It's probably a good thing. I was in a pretty, um, I'd say, interesting relationship at the time. Um, and we'll probably dive into that sometime and at another time. And I'll be honest about it, you know. But uh, ended up that I left for boot camp in 2014, and uh, I've been on that ride ever since, you know. And we'll go and we'll probably go into some recruiter stuff because uh, there, I, you and I have talked about it before. <laughs> yeah. But there, we'll definitely have an episode on uh, recruiting, or maybe we'll we'll get someone that's done recruiting duty. Actually, the local recruiter here could and come and sit on too. I've met him a couple of times, but yeah, so. I got, so, uh, I got
1: I, a buddy who could probably zoom in if he wanted to. He's, oh, he was
0: sweet. He did
1: recruiting for a while. He's actually, me and him signed up together. Oh, okay. Um, cool. I kinda screwed him. Um, oh, nice. Sorry buddy. Always,
0: always, the, the, someone's getting uh, screwed by the green
1: wing somehow. When we first signed up, him and, my, him and I both signed up um, for infantry. Okay. And, um, We had it set up like we were going to Basic together. Mm -hmm. Um, I found out later that when he got to Basic, because I ended up changing before Mm -hmm. we ever left, but I found out when he got to Basic, my name was on the bunk next to him. Really? Still. So I really screwed him. Oh,
0: Oh, so because you had cycled through before him? No, because
1: Mm -hmm. I changed my MOS, so So I went to different Basic. I was supposed to go to Yeah. for, you know, Because
0: you guys have all your bases
1: everywhere that do different things. Um, I the girlfriend I was dating at the time in high school that everyone told me not to be dating. Hey,
0: at least you had at least you had bros, someone out there broing you to to help you out. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't have that with a certain certain individual until afterwards. so it's like post, like yeah, yeah, man, you really like glad you did that.
1: Why didn't you speak up, bro? I just didn't listen. You know, young and dumb. But she, she convinced me that she didn't want me to do that. Made her happy, made me happy. Granted, as much as I act like it was a big deal, now looking back, I'm happy it went the way it did because one, I met brothers and sisters for life. Granted, I'm sure I would the other way too, but I'm happy with the ones I met and. God knows if I ever would have met my wife, Yeah. you know? And, and the way we met was so, and which we can go into on a different time, but the way we met was so like perfectly mint. Mm-hmm. Like if if the slightest thing was different, yeah. we would have never met. Yeah. So,
0: you know? Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> be like a spouses are awesome kind of thing and maybe we'll ask each to like field questions and then send them to each of us and we'll like Q&A each other. That'd be a cool, that'd be a cool yeah. one. Make the way, I'm man, I'm the that way. I mean I know for so to get back at it went through boot camp in 14 summer 14 it was literally like the hottest record summer at uh, Paris Island in mm. like 10 years and even the drill instructors at the Crucible were like guys I hate to say this because I've never said it with anyone else but y- y'all made it I and mean, this <laughs> is before we got our EGAs and it didn't really like hit or you know our little our pins to you know, officially say that we were Marines mm-hmm. um, but uh, they're like, y'all made it. And he's like, they're like, look, this this balls hot. This is this is hotter than any second, you know, any platoon we've run. Like it's it's you guys are working through it. So um, and that drink was water. <laughs> drink water, but like the crucible, like those last three days, and I think things have changed. And you know, kids are getting soft. But like, at least when I went through, and it was probably harder for generations before me. You know, that's three days of just like the first three days of boot camp. You're you're sleep deprived. I think you're maybe only getting two maybe three hours of sleep a night if that, unless you're on watch or post, which I was you're every night. Busting your ass the whole busting uh, the whole you know, up pretty much up at, you know, whatever time they wanted to revel you at, which is their choice. Especially if they wanted like oh, water check. All right, one AM, here we are, we're up. Uh, and then you know, you're definitely pounding water the whole time. You've only got three MRE's uh, for three days and then you've got that long culminating hike at the very end and then you're standing in formation around the Iwo Jima Memorial and you get handed your EGA and uh, I mean, I'm not a super emotional person. I'll keep it bottled up a lot, but like that that event, and this is I think very specific with the Marine Corps. It's like when you earn that title, like you carry that for life. Like mm-hmm. it's not just like, hey, I'm gonna hang up the cape and you know I'm out. But like Marine, you know, they always say a Marines always Marine. You know, yeah, we retire and we, you know we get done, but you know it's it's uh, you never see like retired Marine. You know, it's always Marine veteran kind of thing and um, I'll always, you know, even if I switch branches and I've taught, you know, we've talked options and things, you know, to finish out my 20 years or however long I stay in. Still marine first. Years to, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm still gonna carry that that with me, uh, still gonna, I, I still have, I, I, I don't use that EGI I was handed for anything else. That's literally like on my bedside, like on my lamp, like look at it, you know, first thing I wake up, last thing I go to bed, oh, besides seeing my wife, of course, you know, shout out to Lexi. She's, <laughs> multiple shout outs to Lexi did. Cutting up with me for the last uh, seven years, actually, yeah, uh, yeah. Proposed to my wife on the graduation jewel deck of uh, Paris Island, which is probably like a super boot move, but like, hey, nobody else did it that day. Yeah, that was me. That was. That was that, that,
1: the anniversary. That was just like a week or so ago. Yeah. She just posted that picture. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. First time I proposed, and yeah, or not I didn't have to propose multiple times, but like yeah. I did. Oh well, <laughs> you know, uh, if we count the X, yeah. I did. No, oh man, oh I, like, yeah. God told no the first time. Oh man, resilient, <laughs> hardcore. So uh, so yeah, I went in uh, as a combat engineer. Um, I got lucky to go to um, a division out of uh, Virginia and. Uh, I mean, shoot. When, when I dropped in, man, we, there was still a huge call for for combat engineers, you know, breachers and ID detection, and all this other you know nonsense that goes with the, being an engineer in in the Marine Corps. And so, you know, I thought full intention, you know, I was going to drop into a unit, and we were going. I mean, that's how hard instructors were pushing pushing us. And we all we almost spent more time in the ID detection lanes, you know, or just more time on within that freight phase, because and then. That was where it hit me too uh, of the MOS I, I selected because these guys these were guys that had done like 3 4 deployments mm-hmm. and had been, you know, pretty much mine hound detecting for a lot of that or breaching and they're like, "Look, dude, you're you're 1 millisecond away from just pink mist." Like that's that is the reality. One wrong step, one wrong step, one missed wire, you know, even even if you 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 don't see it in time and it's a remote dead, like, look, dude, like that's you, you've punched your ticket. And I had to have a pretty big, like, personal come to Jesus moment with that. I mean, I knew I was gonna hit like a pretty badass like MOS, but like the reality of that MOS is like you are close to some very, very. You know, like, dangerous material. Even and that, bombs, that bomb suit is just a pacifier. Oh, I mean, that's just more of an EOD thing, but, you know, EOD wasn't there. Yeah. so EOD used yeah, to but be... But even then, yeah. I had a
1: buddy who was, EOD, who was EOD that I met in Bethesda, Maryland, actually, oh, the yeah. hospital there. Oh, okay. Um, so I got rocked a couple times overseas, nothing, I mean, nothing horrible, but, um, so I got, I got to go to Bethesda just for a bunch of testing, it was like a new thing, and mm-hmm. I met him there, and he was EOD. Um, and he's got some pretty wild stories and Just stuff, that, you know. Um, well, that
0: would've been cool to do. But, but. yeah, so it was a good, it was a good uh, initial kind of push into that, got to a good unit. You get the initial welcome aboard time um, that any boot gets, um, and I came in older, so unfortunately I came in a little, uh, I wouldn't say hot-headed, but feeling like I was, you know, feeling my Cheerios. Yeah, and, uh, felt your age. Like Definitely your seniority got, of, yeah, of age. D- yes, it felt my seniority of age. Let me just tell you like guys that were younger than me but held either uh, higher rank or billeting, they they put me in my place. And you know what? You know kudos to them. Kudos to them. I, I thank them. I even thank the 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 dude that was the hardest on me, Dornbush, if you ever listen to this, uh, he's now in Florida doing some sick like JTAC um, fast stuff. It's 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 really cool the unit he's with down there. Um, he was literally the hardest on me, but honestly, I thank him for it. Like he, mm. um, you know, he just, it pushed me. It pushed me to not fail, to not back down from what they expected from me. Even if he was just being a hard ass, to be a hard ass. Yeah. Like, and that was kind of his MO, but the thing is like, what I eventually found out about him is, you know, we would get a lot of guys to the unit and they would just, they would just phase out within eight months to a year and we quickly at least my platoon we took we took pride in you know how many guys can we attrition because the way we operated especially within our teams like the company as a whole was kind of like a, a crap show like you know uh upper leadership was super toxic but it, like your individual team and your squad that was your family those are your boys and we didn't have time to to baby someone along you know because again um we just thought we were gonna get called up. Well, that, that delusion quickly went away because when I joined my unit, that's when um, former President Obama was, was drawn back hard. Mm-hmm. That's when he was, he was really trying to pull back rotations and everything. So we just stopped getting the call up and pretty much our upper leadership, even at the or division was like, yeah, you guys aren't going anywhere. And so it's like, oh man, that's really great for motivation. So I was there for about two, two and a half years, uh, almost three years, um, picked up corporal there, um, and then work. Um, just due to the, the recession and everything going on, or at least how it was affecting my town that we lived in, work completely dried up. There was just nothing there for me. And I guess I could have looked more local, but I was, I was just sick of the area. Mm. I was sick of, uh, we'll go into the, we're gonna do a podcast probably too on uh, failures or I wouldn't say missed opportunities, but opportunities that maybe also were taken away from us and kind of how to put those in perspective. There's a lot of things that i tried to do personally to further my career, do other things that just, they blew up in my face. And so I was just kind of sick of trying in that area. And so I was offered, offered an opportunity out here in Missouri. And my wife is from here as well. She's, she's from uh, just outside Jeff City. And uh, so I transferred units. So I went from being with the common engineer unit and the closest unit that I could get into here um, was not engineers. Um, and the engineer company that's up north in Illinois that my, some of my other buddies went to, I was like, hey, like, what do you focus on a lot there? Uh, because especially in the Marine Corps, like every engineer company is is set up or geared training wise a little differently. And so they're like, well, we mostly do like construction up here, like I was like, well, how much do you do like demo? And they're like, well, we hit the training package and we do like at least a demo range once a year. And I was like, hey, I love you guys a lot, not (laughs) happening. And uh, being a common engineer, we always attach to infantry companies, line companies. And I just love just being in that high tempo area. And Mm -hmm. so I got lucky, I got attached to a weapons company uh, down in Springfield, and uh, got put with a cat section. So that's C A A T counter an, uh, or it's like counter anti or combined anti armor and tank, or it's like counter anti armor team. It's there's different ways to say it, but essentially it's like a, it's like an army cav scout unit, but we're just set up with more heavy guns and missile systems mm-hmm. to take out like armored person, like armored personnel carriers or tanks. Or at least to harass them and do a lot of call for fire.
1: <clears throat> like the Marine version of the Striker unit?
0: Yeah, pretty much, but we're, we're in up-armored Humvees. Like, we're not in the Striker okay. at all. Like, we actually don't like the Striker um, whatsoever. Um, or we don't even like the Humvees. Um, so, humvees I was with that unit. I picked up E5, um, and what I noticed was just a, a flip of leadership. I, you know, I went from a unit that was very toxic on the high levels, but very locked on on the low levels. But the problem is, a lot of micromanagement would come down, and so we couldn't really... Push for things that we wanted to do to really develop our juniors, mm-hmm. or myself as an as an up and coming NCO as much. Well, then I come to this weapons company, and we have a CO that's just small unit leadership focused. He wants the sergeants and corporals, the best for his people, just do your thing, lead your team, pass up your training packages, make us make it. We'll approve them to make sure they're safe, you know, within our RMs. But uh, you know, you guys do you. And oh my gosh, like from the get-go, I was like, this unit is hot. Like, this is awesome. Um, and so I really enjoyed my time being with this O3 uh, this unit, this weapons company. And I had to eventually go back to school um, f- to learn the new MOS, to be a tow gunner. Um, and now I'm a platoon sergeant with them. And it's it's just been a good ride. And so far here, where we're at, and uh, you know, getting the green weenie, having to extend uh, – You know, when I transferred MOSs, nobody, no career planner told me, oh, hey, BT dubs, you do this, we're extending your contract a year. So technically this year, 2020 was supposed to be like my year to decide whether I'm getting out or not. And now I have till 2021 to be like, what do I do? (laughs) But hey, who knows what's coming down the pipeline, but um, Um, yeah, you take off.
1: You speaking about um, the, um, you know, the NCO that kind of Gave you that motivation, and then also get into your unit expecting to constantly go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, my AIT training um, graduation day was uh, Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving actually hmm. in 2012. So um,
0: I got married around Thanksgiving.
1: We, uh, me and a buddy I met in AIT, make Nicholas. What up? Um, we both here from Missouri. He's from I want to say Farmington or Desoto. Mm-hmm. I'm brain farting on exactly which one. Sorry, buddy, but he's from one Don't of those. Geolo- Don't want to
0: geolocate him too much. Somewhere
1: over south of St. Louis. Yeah. Um, out in the sticks. But um, anyways, um, we we hooked up and made sure we got the same flight uh, um, from Fort Jackson to get home and. Um, had our two weeks stay and get to stay home and everything and him and I actually traveled together. Met him in St. Louis, picked him up, and we drove up to Fort Drum to meet to our duty station. And that was an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, long story short, we drove nonstop, freaking you know, 19 year olds. We're dying. Like so sleep deprived. So we get to Watertown, which is the town right outside of Fort Drum, and we're like, screw this, we're gonna hotel her. Oh boy. So we go to bed. No snow on the ground. December 18th, no snow on the ground.
0: And Fort is where again?
1: Upstate New York. I'm oh, talking okay. like basically Canada. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and we wake up that next morning. I couldn't even find my the car. There was oh, so much gosh, snow on there. But there's snow removal up there is on point. Oh, Within it. a couple it's hours, we were driving on the roads again. Yeah. But we get, to, we get on post and we finally get to our duty station, or you know, to our unit, 514, and uh...
0: How, what was that? <laughs> hey, how do you say ooh off with a dick in your mouth? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that's the way to start a bar fight everybody. <laughs> you, you, you go to a bar with a bunch of army dudes, it's like, hey, how do you say uh, ooh with a dick in your mouth? <laughs> but,
1: um, for, I'm uh, pretty sure it's a supply sergeant. First thing she told us was, "Get ready, we're leaving in May."
0: There you go. I'm like, "Leaving in May? What's left? I, I,
1: I had boots down in Iraq less than one year after I graduated high school. Dang. So yeah. that was a little bit of a culture shock. But what I wanted to get to with that story is, I met my squad leader, mm-hmm. Sergeant Lee. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sergeant Lee, for everything you did for me. Um, first couple months with him, he was the biggest asshole I've ever met in my life. Could not stand the guy. In a way. Really liked him, but at the same time, hey, Yeah. he came knocking on my door. I looked through the people and saw it was him. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. But, um, no, that guy was fantastic. He, he took care of his guys. He didn't care. Um, but if you screwed up, everybody screwed up. He was that old school mentality. It's gotta be. But you know what? It brought our it brought our squad together. Yeah. Um, and if you did stupid crap, he did stupid crap to you. Dude. And a really good example of that is when we were in um, uh, Kuwait. Mm. We were you know waiting to get to our duty station. We all lived in a giant tent, mm. and I was right next to him. I couldn't find my ID. Mm. That's a big. Yeah. Yeah. In and then it just fell out of my did bag. Yours, did yours have the chip on? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. So that's even yeah, bigger. Yeah. yeah. It was right. It was right underneath my my my, my cot. I just didn't find it fast. enough. When he, when he found out that I was looking for it, didn't know where it was. Oh, oh, I was oh, done. Dude. He made me dump my my laundry bag out.
0: My junk on the bunk, man. No, even oh, worse. No. He
1: made me dump my laundry bag out. Then I had to spend the next twenty four hours collecting three hundred white rocks. And 300 black rocks. What a man.
0: Shout out to Sergeant Lee. Then once I got them all,
1: yes. I had to line them all out in a battalion pl- pl- formation. And I had to stand there holding them at attention until he came over bro, this me. this guy <laughs> got my vote. I don't hear about enough of this in the Army. Oh, it was
0: great. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure it happens. But like it was, it, that's like a Marine Corps, Like That would be hands down. Oh. Marine Corps easy. I were I actually, I wasn't even mad. I had to
1: do it. Like, I, I get. Yeah. Like, I get. I do stupid shit. I'm gonna have stupid shit done to me. Yeah. But uh, he, I mean, he was fantastic. That's so funny. Man. Uh, he, he had us do stuff where, you know, four drum, a lot of snow. We we'd be low crawling through the snow if someone mounted off to him. So, He's yeah, yeah, like, you, you see that so much more. <laughs> and and
0: this again, not knocking the branches, but you see stuff like that happen a lot more in other branches outside of the Marine Corps. Not saying it doesn't happen, not saying I uh, haven't had to deal with such, but like, I don't know know what it is in in your basic compared to boot camp that like there's not this focus on discipline and then customing courtesy. It's like, I'm sure it's Mm -hmm. it's directed in other avenues, and again, I haven't been through it and even if I switch branches, I never would have to um, because the Marine Corps boot camp, that's kind of like you're checking the box to like just jump anywhere you want to, um, as far as I'm aware. But, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I've met a lot of Army uh, soldiers that, like, even to me, clearly having a higher rank than them definitely did not get the same customs and courtesies that is expected within within my branch. Yeah. And luckily, uh, lucky to them that I'm on their post as a, as a guest, that I that I could tactfully deal with something, but, like, if it had been... On a marine base. Oh yeah, they're getting lit up. Like hands down. You know, but
1: I, I screwed one of his uh, three-day weekends up too. <sighs> yeah, you're gonna get it. Him me, and uh... Uh, him and my platoon sergeant. Um, I didn't I didn't hear Italy go off. In my truck, yeah, it go off. And of course, yeah, Sard Major sees that. Oh dude, I'll uh, screw you. me. First sergeant, you squad was. leader, and platoon sergeant. Yeah. On a three day weekend, Friday morning.
0: You're in your Friday truck, like your, your, your truck on On um, post. Um, like your personal or like yeah, multi- my POV? Oh, your POV. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, I was cool. in my
1: POV, like, because we were, I think we were already released for the day. Like, because it was, yeah, like early release. Yeah. So, but anyways, it was me, my first sergeant, my platoon sergeant, my squad leader. Yeah, you jacked up. Friday them. morning. Yeah. Friday night. Saturday morning. Saturday night. Sunday morning. Sunday night. At um, post headquarters, mm-hmm. classes for up and down. Oh, they, that's an that old school stuff. That's yeah, good. The first two days it's they, they time gave time. they they gave me so much crap, but by come Sunday we're like
0: bullshitting with each other. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, you'll suffer together. That's a great thing too. It's like people <clears> think. <throat> Stuff like that. Oh, so, it's so stupid or, you know, that just doesn't make any sense. Why would you do it? And it's like, here's the thing. You, you have to uphold a standard. You have to expect that standard to be met and carried out. And the thing is, like, when you go through that as a collective group, you grow together. Yeah, like, okay, exactly. Yeah, you're going to hate each other <clears throat> for probably the first, like, 24, maybe 48 hours, depending on, like, how severe the infraction was. But, like, after that, you're going to be like, hey, we're cool. Like, we get it. Yeah, I mean,
1: was like, was certainly him and I, like, I still talk to that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he just yeah. retired, so congratulations again on that. Um, but I, I mean, he was invited to my wedding. He wasn't able to make it because he had already had, I think it was his sister's wedding actually the same weekend or something like yeah. that. I ain't gonna expect you to come over that, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, yeah, I, he, I invited him to my wedding because
0: mm-hmm.
1: that dude's family to me. Yeah. You know, most of those people that were either in my squad or in my platoon. We came so close. They, I mean, they were family for me. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the great things about the service. Yeah, is, you're gonna it's change. getting that that connection with people, and yeah. even when you're out, or even when you meet people that's in the service where you're still in, but from different areas, like you're able to get that that connection mm-hmm. diff- because you've been through the same type of crap. Mm-hmm. You, you have a better understanding of each other. Uh, that. Unfortunately, civilians just aren't really gonna. They're not gonna understand, it. and there's, no. and there's really no way for them to. And it's under, It's it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's just different. Yeah, yeah. It's a different. It's a different thing that we went through, and it just is what it is. But, um, you know, I know a lot of people who went through that stuff, and they just could not adapt. Yeah. And and they got out with a sour ass taste in their mouth. Um, you know, won't they won't even stay in touch with any of their, their fellow um, people? Um.
0: And and not to not to say this phrase and have it mm. take take it negatively in a, in a bad context, but like there's a degree where you've got to drink the Kool Aid. You do, or you have to. You know, the better way to say it would be is you have to buy in. You have to believe in what it is, and especially if you're going to serve the country, right? Mm-hmm. Like again, personally, you may not agree with. The policies, or the politics, or the bureaucracy going on, but what you can and you should believe in Just is people. the guy or gal in whatever MOS field this is to your left and your right. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to really take on, especially like I, I speak from the Marine Corps, like you have to believe in yourselves, like a like a Spartan phalanx. Like you have to be there for the dude. You have to raise that shield and cover the dude to your left or your yep. right. You know, it's like you, it's, because at the end of the day, it's not about that end state of the war. It's not about the end state of where the, the, the country or the state as, well as the state of the union sits. Whereas you know, like, war serves policy. That is the definition of war. It serves the policy of the country, whether, whatever your personal feelings are on that. Like, but the biggest thing is you have to be there for your brother and your sister. Yeah. Like,
1: and one of the biggest ways to, exam- to show an example of that is, there's one guy in my unit. Granted, he, he is a good guy. But him and I, we just did not flick. Yeah. We butt heads, left and right. We, I can't tell you how many times we've almost threw down if other people weren't around to stop us. Mm-hmm. But if we ever would have been in a firefight side by side, I would have had his back no matter what. I would have you know, done whatever it would have taken mm-hmm. to keep him safe and alive or whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive it would been. I would have gotten the same... Dude, no, yeah! yeah
0: dude, it, and, and it's just, again, it's, just it's, a, it's a mentality that, you know, some, some people within the civilian world or the private sector, they have. Some do, but a lot just don't, especially in, in today's climate. There's, just, there's a lot more entitlement and kind of selfishness going on. Even with, you know, what this country has just gone through, you would think that there, you know, there'd be a little more uh, unity. I'm not saying you completely agree with everything going on. But at least there there can be some type of a cordial agreement of how to treat each other. Mm -hmm. And that'll be a whole nother podcast there too, just that we could definitely deep dive into. But um, yeah, I was gonna bring up the, pretty much what you just hit on is um, in the service, at least in the places I've served, uh, and the people I've been around or the people I've attached to, it didn't matter the color of your skin, where you came from, the religious creeds you personally followed, The end of the day, it's it's you all together. It's unity. It's get the mission done. It's you know sit down and BS and smoke and just smoke them if you got them. You know when you know when you got your downtime. You know it's it's just it's pure camaraderie. I mean, you want to talk about the legitimate frats and sororities like it's the military, yep. you know, with the right mindset. And uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's too bad that a lot of that, like the Army's prestige comes from more specific units rather than like as a whole, yeah. you know, people think, oh, Army discipline and a lot of what they're thinking is like 82nd, 101st, you know, the Rangers you know, all those regiments and, and the SF guys and, and uh, but the thing is like, there's a lot of people, more people, you know, and that's compared to the Marine Corps where, you know, you're not looking at the Marine Corps, like specific sections, it's like, the family as a whole, you know, it's, and, but the thing is like, we we think of that, and the thing is like, there's still discipline, there's still good people going on in other units, it's just, unfortunately, that's just the image you all get sometimes, which is too bad, you know, Um, and it's maybe something that, you know, can be fixed later down and just takes good leadership, or maybe killing off all the the officers that aren't doing any organization any good, not, I'm not condoning fratricide, I'm gonna say that right now, not condoning this, but it's the metaphorical theory of you know you want to change a culture you've got to start it from the from the ground up and from the up down mm-hmm. you know you've got to meet in the middle and that's why i love serving with uh this unit with the the previous co that um uh, just left us um just could, couldn't have been happier to be with the organization where we're at right now And my section specifically is definitely set up to just just sort you know but uh but yeah man i think we're over like an hour into this but uh yeah, we were thinking 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah, we are thinking 30, 40 minutes. I was like, now we're rolling. <laughs> These episodes might end up being, like, probably an hour, average hour, hour, and a half, yeah. you know? I mean, Which is good. It's not a bad time. It's not, I mean, I've seen podcasts that are like, oh, you look at the Jocko podcast or the Joe Rogans. Oh, hours. Like, you're talking two, three hours, you yeah. know? I'm not looking to be that, we don't have that much to talk about. I'm not that important. I don't think, I don't know. I'm not even that important to my wife for two, three hours. <laughs> Maybe our wedding night, I don't know. But uh, no, we won't, sorry, Lex. Uh, we won't go too far into that one, of course. We'll but, add to that one. Yeah, right? we'll, no, we'll leave that at all. Anyway, yeah, sorry if I was fiddling with the computer. Uh, I don't have the power <clears throat> cord, so it keeps like blacking the screen. We're still figuring this out, but yeah, uh, welcome to, uh, Vets and barbells. Is that what we're doing? Uh, Yeah, the, bets and vets and barbells. bets and barbells. We about. got some logos. We're working. Yeah, on we're, we're going to some logos. This will be the first thing. This will probably be edited and put up uh, probably this week. Um, again, we're not on any set schedule. We're thinking probably an episode every other week. Yeah. If we get rolling, and we're going to feel it out. You know, if you guys like it, you know, comment, um, subscribe, share this with other people. Uh, again, we're just two freaking jack wagons talking about just our experiences, and you know, yeah, I, I'd say, you know. Comparison levels. There's probably a lot more people that out, you know, that are out there that are veterans that have done a lot more hardcore stuff. Oh yeah. You know, and we're not going to oh, sit yeah. here and and you know steal any valor or you know talk of any war stories. You know, we're definitely going to share some fun stories like that Sergeant Lee one. You know, that's the rocks, man. <laughs> yes. I always I you know I messed up one time and they're like, hey, see this big old rock? It's serialized and they literally like put a piece of tape and serialized and I'm like. This goes in your target pocket, you know, and you better be ready for when we do EDL. Sure enough, like one rock,
1: <laughs>
0: cereal, and I'd have to yell it out and read it, man, you know, but you know, <clears throat> tough times create tough guys uh, or gals. So, uh, okay, when I say guys or dudes, it's it's a universal term. For it's me. like saying y'all. Y'all, yeah, it's like saying <laughs> y'all, like that's just where I, how I grew up, dudes, guys, got like it's just a universal for everybody, so nobody, you know, pop off on that. But anyway, like, comment, subscribe. We're gonna figure out how to get this going. I hope you all like it. And we're just excited to you know keep, you know, just keep a dialogue going really. Um, and again, if this doesn't really take off, well there'll probably be four or five episodes up somewhere and they're just gonna stay that way. So we're gonna wash our hands mm-hmm. and move on.
1: And also, I wanna quickly throw this out there because I know he's not going to right now, but if you're in the Jefferson City area and you're, and you're listening to this, uh, look up Phoenix Fitness. I'm On Facebook and Instagram Um, look it up just saying you should if you're looking for something new check it out I think uh, you'd enjoy it
0: yeah like I said I I do in person I'll do group classes when I get enough interest rolling with that one I do remote training for a lot of people a lot of individuals I've trained a lot of guys to uh, just prep for um, just daily life or competitions like you know Kevin's doing just trying to dabble in the powerlifting world also just get him you know strong as crap and 24-hour uh, access it's 24-hour access just $35 a month to come into <clears throat> the gym and uh, you know I love working with uh, you know athletes you know mom busy moms I've got a kids corner over here you know in case you know members want to bring their kids um, but yeah I mean I, I'm pretty well that a lot of my background just to t- touch on that we'll go into this a little bit more with the fitness world is uh, I've been in and out of the fitness industry for about 10 years I never really took it seriously as far as like getting certified or like taking on like paying clients. I always helped buddies and did a bunch of stuff with other companies. Um, but it's, it's once a lot of opportunities I kept shooting for, just the windows and doors kept closing. And finally, I was just kind of being, I was really tired and my body was really tired of just doing manual labor for as long as I did. And I was like, look, I'm strong. I know a lot about this stuff. I'm still learning, of course. Um, and so I finally just got certified. I just said, screw it. I'm gonna dive in both feet um, like I did with anything else I tried to do. And uh, just, and so I've been officially certified, I think for over a year now. And uh, have had this gym since February 1st. And then quarantine happened March 1st. So if we think actual open <clears throat> business wise, I've been open for maybe like two and a half, three months, <laughs> if that, and so the gym is surviving. Um, I'm not asking for a handout. I'm not bringing that up to say that. I'm just saying I'm, I'm not the only business uh, or entrepreneur in this current climate that is um, just trying to keep our heads above water.
1: And I'm not getting anything by pushing his, his name. I push his name because I believe in him and, and have respect for what he's doing. And I wouldn't believe in him if I didn't want to use him for myself. And I'm not, he, we're, we're close buddies and I'm not taking advantage of him. I pay him for his services because I believe in what he's doing.
0: Yeah, you bet. You're you are gonna pay It's <laughs> everybody else. Uh, but yeah, no, I always love help, helping people, and I don't mind like if somebody hits me up like a couple you know tips or tricks or like advice you know. But if someone's looking for like program and real nutrition stuff, I'm like, yeah. yeah, but which like, is what I'm working on is yeah. a legit program. It's yeah, we're not gonna like, talk oh, about change this. Yeah. It's
1: it's I'm I'm getting it
0: straight up. Yeah, like, and uh, we're definitely gonna, day we're gonna, gonna hit one of these podcasts talking about food and nutrition. We might bring a guest on because uh, you, Bub, need to. Dial us in and get, especially get your gut health going. But yeah, uh, just another last shout out. I know it's taken a while. I should have probably said at the beginning. Um, I am not sponsored uh, by Axon Sledge Supplements, but I do uh, represent uh, and support that company as a brand ambassador. Um, so if you go on their website and you use my code uh, M Blake, so you know just capital M and then Blake, my last name B L A K E ten, uh, get you ten percent off. And honestly, it's some of the best supplements in the game right now, super clean, very cost affordable too. Yeah, Uh, you know, if you've and we'll do another uh, podcast, that'll be like another podcast there about Uh, supplements, just just supplements. I definitely have someone in mind that I'm gonna bring on that. I'm very, um, what I would call like vanilla when it comes to like my supplement usage. Like I don't, I I go more uh, and everybody should, you should really look at dialing in your food and nutritional dense uh, food sources before. Before really messing with supplements, uh, like for me, just to keep it easy, like I keep some type of a pre-workout or go-go juice on hand. Depending on how I feel, I don't have to use one every day. I definitely do use like a post-workout um, protein, a whey isolate. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, Axe and Sledge's uh, farm-fed guys on point. Just you're, oh man. I cannot even better put in words a better whey isolate that I have tried in my years upon years upon years. Of um, lifting and using, you know, just very specific supplements. It's a whey isolate. It's very clean, low carb, low sugar. To uh, it. you don't bloat. You don't
1: bloat. They don't just sit in your belly like. Oh, I mean, you can you can pound an entire shaker
0: bottle. Yeah. And be fine. And what's good about that is it sits light and it's got a patented uh, digestive enzyme in the formula. And so it's like uh, its absorption and digestion of it is just mad wicked fast. Same with their mm-hmm. their homemade. Yeah. I can't remember if the if the same. I'll have to look at it if the same enzymes in it. But like their the
1: homemade home, is a is a meal replacement. Yeah. So you're
0: getting so that one is carb. It is it is protein. So like a the technical serving size is two scoops. So you're getting like uh, 44 grams of protein, and like 42 grams of carbs, or vice versa. Ballpark. Yeah. But that's ballpark. Um, but of course, I just do a single scoop if, if that's all I have in the gym for after a workout. So it's like a mini meal, which is what I should have had after my leg workout today. I'm, I'm yeah. still sitting depleted. Um, that one again, for a meal replacement, super light on super the Super light belly. on the belly. Yeah. I can take a two scooper in the morning and it's like I did a protein shake, really. When, when I was trying to
1: really pack on the weight there for a while, because if you guys are watching the video, I'm not huge by any means, but go back about one year ago. I was about a hundred and fifty pounds at six foot three inches. I'm, over, I'm sitting at 210. Looking now. like a telephone pole. Oh, it was bad, but right. when I wanted to pack the weight on, I was using it homemade, and yeah. I would do double scoop, mm-hmm. I'd be ready for bed, like yeah. nothing but freaking, you know, boxers on and slam that down, go upstairs, brush teeth, lay down. Yeah. and. I, I wasn't bloated, it didn't make my belly full. Yeah,
0: that was, that was just the biggest pre, uh, meal replacement I found on the market. And um, before I became a brand ambassador for them, I bought their product. I, I, you know, I tried it, I was like, look, if, if I'm gonna you know, go with this company and it and, and really rep them, I bought a lot of their stuff before I, before I even thought about putting my name for it. Um, so yeah, the, the Farm Fed is awesome. It's mm-hmm. forty two ninety five dollars 95 for a 30 serving container. Whole month for a whole I mean, yeah, a whole month essentially, and you know that's before discount, so you get another 10% off. Or if they run specials, um, that's a good one to go with too. But their flavors for that are uh, chocolate milkshake, vanilla milkshake, milkshake cookies and cream, cinnamon apple pie, which is my ultimate favorite. I think I, I, I bounce between cookies and cream and cinnamon apple pie. I like cookies and cream a lot. Oh, that was solid. That's probably, I think, that might be their number one. And then they have s'mores, a flavor of s'mores um that one is the only one that's not gluten-free yeah. uh, because of uh just a couple things in there so um and that one one is like they nailed that flavor though that profile like you it's like it's little,
1: some, i mean they did um it's definitely not my favorite one yeah um, that's what i currently have right now and yeah. i mean i like it it's mm-hmm. it's way better than some of the ones i've had from other yeah. companies and also we're not trying to be like oh you need to buy their stuff we're yeah. all we're saying is like yeah, check them out. Yeah, check them out. A lot of people haven't heard about them, yeah. so you should and, just uh, check them out.
0: When we do a supplement podcast episode, I'll definitely bring up and, and he can talk about it too. But I'll list out um, all the stuff I used to try. Yeah, like my my history with with supplement intake. And again, it's pretty vanilla. Like I've always like I was getting into before we got, we sidetracked is you know I do a, you know always kind of kept some type of a pre workout, um, post workout protein. I've done you know I. have Creatine here and there, and you know, if you're all up in arms about creatine monohydrate, I'll tell you what—it's the most researched um, supplement on the market. It, it, there, there are so many forums and medical documentation on the benefits and the pro cons of creatine. So, if you think you're gonna change my mind on it, just go do your research. You know, so I do creatine here and there, depending on what my goals are. Um, meal replacement is something I've kind of just barely gotten into, just because my schedule is so crazy now that mm-hmm. I just try, I need to keep something on hand and BCA's definitely Branch oh. amino acids or, re- or some type of a recovery element. Um, I give me a second. You can talk about yeah. I've actually got if, the container here.
1: If I if I had to get rid of everything, I only could only could get one supplement. Um it it would I would be sticking with a BCA ECA combo. Um which with Axis Ledge's the grind and their flavors are freaking awesome.
0: They're they're so unique and they're so wild, but like you definitely got to find I would say Axe and Sledge does a really awesome job at pushing the flavor envelope. Yes. it's y- y- They're gonna have some standard flavors that you see kind of across the market, you know, like I was just saying with the proteins, like they've got the chocolate, the vanilla, the cookies the and cream, you know, but the s'mores was super unique. The cinnamon apple pie, I was I was initially oh, worried yeah. when I first tried the cinnamon apple pie, a lot of people said it was really good. It came on a little heavy with the, with cinnamon, the cinnamon, but oh, then honey, that smoothies. apple like yeah. smooths it way in. you're like, Whoa! This is awesome. So yeah, especially with the with the grind. The Swamp Beast is is I th- probably their most popular. I th- yeah, Swamp Beast is uh, what they call it, like uh, an appleberry flavored um, BCA, and it's got uh, two and a half grams of, of essential amino acids. So those things that you so you can definitely sip on this like you would a normal BCA like during your workout. But for these, um, I use these during tournaments and competitions to kind of sip on and, and get that. So it's got two and a half grams of EAs five grams of all the, the all the essential branch chain amino acids, uh, 30 servings, and then in here as well that I love, and we see this with their sister company, um, Amer- American Made Nutrition, which I'm pretty sure my <laughs> discount, yeah, my discount also works over there, and I have bought some of their stuff, is the Grind also comes with a hydration and recovery blend. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I take this, like say in the middle of the day, or like the later afternoon when I'm kind of dragging, um, this is perfect. Cause it's got the it's got a dose of you know uh, more uh, l-glutamine it's got the raw coconut water concentrate it's got uh betaine, i'm going to jack these up but betaine anhydrous and then something down down there at the bottom that i cannot Not even even try attempt to that. attempt and i even took anatomy and, and you know kinesiology in college
1: and i've noticed using that stuff too yeah. real quickly that <clears throat> there for a while when I was really trying to pack on the weight, I was using their demo day, which is like a carb, just straight carb straight while yeah, you're, so you're straight. working out. It basically is just so you're, it's constantly feeding your, your muscles. In. Yeah, the insulin. Um, I did, I was able to get up and weight, um, mm-hmm. not like bloat, like fat weight, but I was a little bloaty around the center. Mm-hmm. But I love drinking the grind while I'm working That's out. That's refreshing. Because it, it's refreshing, it's tasty, yeah. and it's not super sugary. I, I mean, there's barely any sugar, I think, in it anyways. And... Um, just taking that, I noticed within days, yeah. like getting like your body would cut from that. Yeah, yeah. You there's know, no sugar in here. I was just I think a that lot it was A lot of lot of calcium,
0: magnesium, sodium, potassium on top of the EAs, the branch chains, and the 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 hydration. Recovery and they've right. got
1: a buttload of flavors in that. And the most yeah. recent one they just came out with is
0: gummy bears.
1: Deadlift so, and gummy. Bears. I haven't had it yet because I just, yeah, just just ordered, ordered it, it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Thursday. So hopefully Dude, you come in this exactly. week, and I'm stoked.
0: So yeah, I, I was going through uh, an an older uh, another company's um, BCAs that I had, so I wanted to go through that first uh, before I got the grind. Um, and you know, again, the Swamp Beast, the Apple Bear. I didn't know if I was going to like the Apple berry flavor until Kevin gave me a hit, and it's especially in, I mean, like anything, supplement taste better in cold water. Yeah, but like. This is like I can either sip on it or I'm chugging that thing because it's so good, you know. So uh, I like I love it. And it again, it's like just it's just wild, man. I mean, if you just look at those labels, they take a lot of their product extremely seriously, and they they don't they don't skip on quality. They take they
1: take it extremely uh, uh, seriously,
0: but they like to have fun with. They it. I tell you what. Uh, so we've talked about the Jocko podcast. Um, I tell you what, they uh, and Sledge has a podcast with. Uh, you know, Seth uh, Ferrosi and Bob, uh, I'm, Bobby, I'm sorry, I'm gonna jack this last name up, but Dotrich or? Bobby D. Bobby D, <laughs> big, big Bobby D. Um, <laughs> which apparently, I guess Shane's the big D swinging, but you know, yeah. big, big Bobby D. Um, he's actually no longer big, I mean, he's dropped a ton of weight he, he, he's now a, a he registered. Looks he looks big. And a good, like, healthy big, yeah. just like. He, like, he's got the perfect upside down, I saw so his triangle thing yes. going, like, he, uh, yeah, he's now a, an official Iron man you know he did he did his, his Iron man and, and earned that title and that was a big step for him and, yeah you know that's a little you know again at this point we're rambling but uh, again we don't we don't push access ledge just because we get anything from them we don't I mean I get a slight kickback from people that buy and use my code yeah. but the thing is like when I buy I, I'm not even using my own code you know I I will buy and support companies that I truly believe in and their message of just being a you know a hard working mother effort just no matter what it is what your job is just be a good person do good for your community for your family and that's what we're about and you know we're gonna push that you know that type of vibe on this podcast we're not trying to mimic or do anything of the same we're definitely gonna be our own little uh, like I keep saying just jack wagons we're just gonna figure something out here but uh, we hope you all have fun with this we definitely had fun we were pretty nervous going into this and just this morning we were like let's freaking go yeah like whatever gets said gets said so this is these will probably be pretty raw and it's pretty fitting that you know we're in the gym the laptop is set up on the dumbbells the mic is set up on a plyo box and we're sitting on benches yeah so yeah you know we're, we're gonna talk you know personal family you know veteran military stuff but we'll also talk fitness nutrition, yeah we're definitely stuff. Be you know, we're, there'll to be this some time. balance we don't know what that balance is gonna look like it's probably you know it's, yeah it's gonna be weird but we're gonna figure it out but Thank you all so much for uh, for listening in if you have and if you turned us off because we sound like idiots, you know, thank you anyway for at least being honest. So <laughs> anyway, like, share, you know, tell your tell your coworkers about it and we're just gonna have a good time. Yeah. yeah.
1: Don't have too much fun. Yeah. And
0: I'll be able to edit all this nonsense out.